Welcome to Have You Got Your Shit Together with me, Caitlin Orion, the podcast that celebrates not having your shit together. I don't know if you can hear, but I have been struck down by the flu, so I definitely don't have my shit together at the moment, but what I do have is a shit ton of echinacea and uh, lemon and ginger tea. On today's episode, we have the incredible Ali Inc, aka Ali, or who goes by her Czech name, Bietka. She's a Czech-born tattoo artist who now lives in London and runs her own tattoo studio. Her tattoos are beautiful. She did me a little sunflower, which I absolutely adore. She's also a singer-songwriter and is one half of the duo Mind the Moon. She's lived in several different countries and cities, such as the Czech Republic, Madrid, Spain, Hamburg, Germany, and now London. It was such a joy talking to her in a tattoo studio. She has such a gorgeous energy. She's so inspiring and hardworking and a perfect example of someone who's following the passions, spinning loads of plates and seemingly keeping her shit together. You can check her out on Instagram at ali.inc for her tattoos. Maybe you want to book yourself in for one. And you can find her music at Mind the Moon Music. I hope you enjoy the episode. Loads of love. Stay safe out there. Here's Ali. Is that English or Czech? You know, you just rethink oh everything. Oh my god. Do you dream in English or Czech? In English. Do yeah. you? Yeah. Do you think that's because you've spent so much time here now? I think so. Yeah. And also music, you know, you kind of is really in my head now. It's quite difficult to speak Czech actually. Really? Mm. When was the last time that you were living there for like a, a long time? Last time? I think I was around 20. I finished school and then I moved out. But mm. yeah, it's a long time. So. Yeah. My Czech is really rubbish, so it's my English. You should both better than any other language that I can speak. Rubbish. <laughs> I speak English poorly, so um, beautiful English. Honestly, it's the very Northern. admirable. Um, okay, right, let's start from the top. So here we are in your studio. <laughs> Welcome in. Thank yeah. you for listening. Thank yeah. you for having me, Kate. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm thrilled to have you. Well, I've listened to lots of the podcasts. Yeah. I must say, I'm ready. <laughs> so thanks You've for cultivated me. your shit for this very podcast. I've been practising my yeah. speeches. <laughs> um, so how long have you been in this studio then? I've been here for two years now. Yeah. And as a private um, studio, it's been it's been wonderful. Mm. I've worked in the big studios before and, you know, navigated through the industry for yeah. years. And I think I'm very happy and settled here. Yeah. It's great. It must be amazing, like, being your own boss in that sense. Yeah, it is and it's not. Yeah. But um, I guess, you know, you have to have discipline and set up the goals. And, yeah, but I love it. I mm. think for me it's important to be in charge of music. Yeah. Which I have my little speaker here and it's just wonderful. <laughs> you know, no politics. I've got the playlist. Yeah. yeah. No small talk. <laughs> which, you know, it's not a bad thing. But um, mm. been loving, loving being private here. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, and we were just saying how cool it is that you get people coming and then you just get to have amazing conversations with them. Yeah. And, like, the time spent with interesting people. I'm so lucky, so grateful. I think, you know, getting a tattoo by someone in such as intimate... Yeah. It's not scary when, when I say intimate, but it's a safe space, yeah. definitely. And people tend to open up quite a lot. 
it's really up to them, you know, they don't have to, but... Um, but you're, like, torturing them with a tattoo gun. Yeah, he's actually telling me my own childhood. Or I'm going to really fuck this tattoo up. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, never. Like, imagine going to your hairdresser mm. and um, the amount of thing you overshare. Yeah. Um, you know, someone is cutting your hair, so you actually already have the trust in them. Yeah. So imagine going to your tattoo artist, and it's wonderful. Like I've heard so many beautiful stories and really big, heavy stories, and it's very grounding. And I love my job. Yeah. But you must get so many like interesting people passing through um, mm-hmm. that you wouldn't normally um, meet in normal life. So many people get tattoos now. That's very true. Yeah, especially these days. I think the industry is more open um they're more female tattoo artists mm. than in the past <clears throat> and getting tattoos self is self-reflection self yeah. um god i can't remember the one <gasps> yeah no i know what you mean though because i think for me anyway i think it's the same with like cutting your hair it's a way of someone taking ownership of their own body oh i love that and because of that mm. it can be really vulnerable and totally. like it's like such an impactful thing that you're doing for people as well thank you you said it so beautifully um it's quite hard to describe like what tattooing is for you tattoo culture yeah is as old as we are yeah since the very beginning mm-hmm. in you know there are different forms and the history is so wonderful and as you're saying, these days it's self-expression. That yeah. was the word I was looking yeah. for. And as you said, claiming back your body is so powerful. Yeah. So as you're saying, yes, I do have various people from, you know, different bubbles. And yeah. it's so awesome. I feel like I really brought my mind thanks to them. Having just these, you know, even small talks or like yeah. diving to deep conversations. Just I'm so lucky. I'm touching doctors or, I don't know, like lawyers. Yeah, musicians. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, everyone sees tattoos so differently. Mm. And self-expression has very different forms. Mm. But yeah, it's really fun. Sometimes it can get really heavy, like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Over the years, I've been tattooing for eight years now. And at the beginning, I did open up so much. And it kind of turned the appointment to therapy, therapy yeah. which I had no idea how to you know, navigate through yeah. it and how to guide someone yeah. and um, through the process because, you know, it's, it, getting tattoos is a healing for yeah. sure. And they can take hours as well. Oh, yeah. So you're spending such an intimate amount of time with someone. So I've learned so much just, you know, um, by having these conversations about yeah. art and life mm-hmm. and, and, and that. But, but yeah, and since I'm... Doing this project called From Song to Skin, so mm-hmm. I draw songs. Yeah. Um, you have like a thing, don't you, where you can see images for songs or something? Yeah. yeah. But you know, I thought everyone had it. No. <laughs> it wasn't like no, no. nothing <laughs> unusual. Yeah. When I was growing up, I thought, oh, everyone just sees music everywhere. Like it's literally mm-hmm. everything for everyone. Yeah. Everyone loves music. But then being a tattoo artist, I discovered it's not a thing for everyone. Wow. And I, I'm in a music video when I hear music, mm-hmm. when I listen to um, songs and, yeah, it's it's full of colours, pictures, sometimes it can get quite overwhelming. And me starting getting tattoos from, you know, quite a young age, um, they were all lyrics because I love music, yeah. I love lyrics. Yeah. And... And I was thinking, gosh, if I'm going to continue like that, mm. I'm going to end up like newspaper, just having lyrics on my body. <laughs> so I was trying to um, come up with different ideas yeah. and thought drawing 
music would be fun thing mm. to do, you know, hide the meaning behind the songs in the drawings. Yeah. So it's not that obvious, it's quite hidden, but still it speaks for the feeling, for the meaning that you have or mm. and the song has. And yeah. so so yeah, that's been amazing as well, seeing how people see music differently. Because yeah. like being a musician at at the same time, it's a great um gift, I guess from people to bring the two things together yeah it's such like that feels like such a popular thing that people love to get lyrics and stuff tattooed Mm. on them or like their favorite songs because people want tattoos to be meaningful yeah and i think music means so much to people so it makes sense to combine the two things and it doesn't have to mean anything at all like sometimes you can get the song just because you like it yeah or you can get it just for the meaning and beauty of the song Mm -hmm. whatever it means i think the beauty in the song is the mystery. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, I really tried hard to crack the meaning behind it. I would sit down with my client, like, what do you think this yeah, song is yeah. about? You know, going through interviews yeah. or on YouTube oh God, with musicians. So and half the time, like, musicians don't even know what the song's about. I know. <laughs> like, I just like the, the writing. Yeah. And uh, so I loved to see yeah. the different perspectives from people, uh, like what the music actually means to them. Yeah. And truly, music brings you to different places, time. You know, it reminds you of someone who you might have lost mm. or, you know, just the time of your life or... It's so evocative, isn't yeah. it, in that sense? Yeah. Totally. Like, it's like... In, Impressionism, you know, music, mm. it just makes you feel something. And and it, it's wonderful to see, um, yeah, what the music means to different people. I love that. I love that so much. So how long have you been tattooing? Gosh, I'm getting really old. <laughs> <laughs> I've been tattooing for over eight years now. Wow. Although I can't really remember when was the starting point. Yeah. I think it was the moment when I got my first tattoo. Yeah. I woke up the next day and I thought, fuck, this is what I want to yeah. do. <laughs> and the way I had to disappoint my parents. Yeah. <laughs> but I uh, fell in love with it. And I think I was, I think I was around 20, 21 when oh. I got my first tattoo. Thank God it wasn't earlier because the ideas I had when I was 18. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been a wonderful journey yeah. and I've been to four countries. Wow. I've been tattooing in this amazing big studio called Veresdai in Hamburg, which yeah. is like one of the biggest ones. Yeah, I heard. It was such a cool wow. experience and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, music was calling me, so I moved back to London. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and here I am. In and my you started studio. in the Czech Republic? Yes, yeah. I'm from Czech Republic. Yeah. So uh-huh. I was still at uni and I... Um, did study economics, which is <laughs> I know. such a different life. I know, and believe it or not, but I never, I was, I never drew anything before. I wouldn't, oh, I never dare, <laughs> never dare. And I had this cool project that involved me interviewing this beautiful tattoo artist back in Czech Republic, and mm. he was amazing. He had purple hair. He was this kind of, he had the style of living, this bohemian. I really mm. was graving for, and. I interviewed him and got spontaneous first tattoo for my grandmother. Wow. That was my first tattoo. And wow. a wave on my finger was so painful. Anyway. <laughs> and That's all bone, isn't it? I know. Oh really God. bony. But um, it's very special. Mm. Special tattoo. And I fell in love with it. Yeah. I just knew, like, with my whole heart, this is it. Yeah. And regardless, I wasn't really artistic in, you know, mm-hmm. um, in the practice, just in my head. Yeah. You know, pictures and division, they were always there. Yeah. And I was just... 
sketching and and drawing and I was unstoppable really mm. and people thought I was going mad <laughs> especially my friends like yeah. most of my friends are like what the fuck are you doing mm. like tattoo artist like no yeah <laughs> and it's sad in economics uh-huh. my dad was very disappointed my mother she was quite supportive as she saw that um I'm very passionate about it yeah you know when when you know you know yeah but yeah, that, that was the beginning. Oh, wow. Oh, my God, amazing. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> on a scale of shit to together... Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know, even got to the first question yet. On a scale of shit to together, mm-hmm. how are you feeling today? Um, I would like to say five. Five, okay. Just because I like the balance. Yeah. I never have, you know, I'm never in the middle. Extremes. Oh, yeah. Always. That's, that's yeah. my way of kind of coping. Mm-hmm. And... It's always either one or ten. Right. I'm never in between. Uh-huh. So. But you're feeling a bit more in between today. Um, I would manifest it, say yeah. five. Okay. But Calm. Yeah. Neutral. <laughs> it's Monday morning <laughs> it or is. so. Yeah. And I think the fact that, you know, um, you travelled all the way here mm-hmm. to do the podcast, yeah. which is, you know, so amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel like eight is a good number. Yeah. Because it feels like, you know, being productive mm-hmm. and... It's a nice Monday morning. Yeah. And it took me a while to get the uh, recorder working. So that kind of <laughs> threw me into a bit of a spin. We but, managed. Yeah, we did. Um, okay, then what does having your shit together mean to you? I think that's a really good question. And I think, gosh, I've been thinking about this question for a few weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, since you told me you want me on this podcast. I don't know. Yeah. I'm still in the search. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. There are few moments, small moments, mm-hmm. that I chase that make me feel like I've got it together. Yeah. I think not having it together, it's a big driving force for me. I think sometimes it's easier to say what, what it is when you don't have it together than what it is yeah. than you do. Totally. Yeah. But I think if I had to pick one thing that makes me feel that my purpose, mm. and I'm sorry, I'm going too profound now. No, please. Um, I kind of small um, I feel like, you know, sometimes you, you wonder what's the point, what's the sense, what's yeah. your substance? Mm. And I feel that my substance is fulfilled when I write a song. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be um, a full song. It just, you know, when the idea mm. goes through you and mm. you just write something that just yeah. speaks so much for you. Like, I guess you have it with your poetry yeah. or with your creativity. Yeah. This little moment that you think and feel, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. It's just you're so present and not having it together for a long time mm. to have this little moment, m- moment of yeah. this surrender, which I feel like I have it together in that yeah. moment. <laughs> I think there's something about, like, externalising the internal. So I think mm. for me, like, if I'm feeling loads of things inside that can feel quite overwhelming. But once mm-hmm. I've kind of put that onto, like, made it, like, a practical thing, like, writing a poem yeah. or something like that, it feels like I've kind of got a bit of a grasp on the thing that I'm feeling. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. like, um, you know, telling a story. Yeah, yeah. You wonder what's your service here yeah. in this life. And yeah. I don't know if the service was the right word, but, you know, again, mm-hmm. purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think being creative... And telling your story yeah. or, you know, your visions is just you leaving something behind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a powerful and beautiful thing, especially, you know, being a tattoo artist. Mm. 
sometimes I just sit down and think, oh my gosh, there's so many tattoos I've done over the eight years. Yeah. And they're just living happily. <laughs> Just Where are they now? My babies. Literally, literally. <laughs> it sounds like a bump into fever on the That's street. So funny. Even in foreign countries. Yeah. It's mad. It's mad. I hope they're all happy. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they're living their best lives. Yeah. <laughs> so I, feel, I feel like I leave a piece of me yeah, you in must. those tattoos you and they're just everywhere. Yeah. And it's not forever, you know? Yeah. Skin is not forever. Uh, yeah. That's, That's so that, cool. That such a, yeah, it's scary. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, um, before the podcast, I asked you to think of an object mm-hmm. that makes you feel like you've got your shit together. Okay, object. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying not to be materialistic, mm-hmm. but if I had to <laughs> choose something, I think it'd be my rings. Yeah. Although I, I love them. Thank you. Yeah. Although I, I love chunky rings and, mm. and very delicate, nothing in between, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <Beautiful>. Extremities. <laughs> I mean, nothing um. in between, never in the middle. Um, they, make, they make me feel powerful. Yeah. They're so cool. So you've got like big chunky silver ones that your friend... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're so cool. I have, I have some friends that make rings. Yeah. Um, they're so talented. They're God. gorgeous. And um, yeah, they just make me feel powerful. Mm. So, you know... In the morning, you put them on, you've got your phone charged, you're ready for the day. Yeah. But sometimes I lose them, which is fine too. I keep losing my rings, but I think that's the journey, you know, you have to let it go. I love that. Get new ones. Yeah. As long as I don't lose my engagement yeah. ring, I'm fine. <laughs> that one means a bit more. Yeah, um, no. Yeah. No, we're going to lose that one. But And also, I think my dresses, I'm such a summer person. Yeah. I love my dresses, you mm-hmm. know, flowy. Flowy. Big. Yeah. And colourful. I think yeah. each of my dress has a story or like depending on my mood or the intentions I have in that day, I put them on. Uh, but living in England is quite difficult, you know. It's just raining all the time. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> Can't be wearing that in the winter. No. no. So, yeah, need to move to Australia. Yeah, I love that. I remember someone saying to me um, about rings <clears throat> that like your earrings and like necklaces are for other people. Mm-hmm. Where because you can't see them, so you're kind of considering what other people are going to think of your jewelry. Oh. Whereas like your rings and your bracelets are for you to enjoy. Because I always find it when I'm like on the tube or something, and I'm, I'm just like looking at my hands, and yeah. I get so much joy out of. And also because I think, like I anyway, have like sentimental attachment to each, each ring. Totally. So I think to to be able to look at them and to enjoy them is to like feel connected to the people that I love and yeah. like all of that sort of stuff. It's really lovely. They're like my little friends. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we put too much sentiment into things, but I think, you know, whatever gets you through the day, yeah. it's, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, and I like what you say about when you lose jewellery as well, because I've I've definitely lost things, and I can get upset because mm-hmm. of the sentimental attachment. Mm-hmm. Then I remember, like, my mum saying to me, like, jewellery is meant to be worn, like, it's not just yeah. to be kept at home and, like, scared of losing it. Oh, that's like, wonderful. Yeah, the journey is the nice thing of it. That's Someone else might be wearing it now. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> it was just, you know, living on the bottom of the sea, <laughs> the fish. But that's wonderful. It's meant to be warm. Yeah. A time in your life where you felt like you really had your shit together. When I had my shit together, I was moving back to London. Mm. So when was this? That was four years ago, right right before pandemic. Mm-hmm. I used to live in London in 2017, I think. Yeah. Then I moved to Spain, then mm. to Germany, only to find that I wanted to do music. Wow. And I think in that moment, I finally faced um, my fears and my dreams, mm. and I stopped 
bullshitting myself. Yeah. You accepted what you were feeling. Yeah. yeah. And decided to move back to London, even though it was quite scary. And, but, you know, the best decision ever. Um, so I felt I know what I'm doing for the very first time mm. because... At that moment, while was being in Hamburg, you know, I was kind of on my peak in with tattooing. Yeah. Being in this big studio and tattooing next to really big names. Mm-hmm. It was just so wonderful. And finally having money after such a long time, yeah, yeah. that was just a big thing. Yeah. You know, I worked in hospitality for, God, for so long, since I was yeah. like 15. Yeah. It's, it's a hassle. It's a it struggle. is a hassle, Yeah. And so finally, I made it to the point where I was content, happy with tattooing, mm-hmm. building the name, the brand, um, you know, doing from song to skin, having money, being mm-hmm. able to, you know, support friends, family around. Mm-hmm. And then I just decided, you know what, I'm going to do music. Oh my God. <laughs> and um, Another twist. <laughs> I know. But um, I think I had no choice, really. Yeah. Um, regardless of all those achievements I had and... Um, you know, creatively being fulfilled and having the security with money, yeah. then I wasn't happy at all. Yeah. I was such a mess. Yeah. Also, I was alone for the very first time in those two years. So you know, when you when you're alone, you really grow. Yeah. It was really scary, but really beautiful. And uh, the amount of gigs I went to in Hamburg was just mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I remember the moment I was lying on the floor, literally lying on the floor, oh crying, wow. like listening to Tom O'Dell. <laughs> Listen, if you're on the floor crying, yeah. Tom O'Dell is a good soundtrack to be listening to. Yeah, it was it was evening and <laughs> it was kind of like windy and stormy, mm. and I just felt like I need to do music in this life, yeah. or I'm gonna perish. Yeah. Literally. That yeah. was like the last call I had. I struggled with my mental health a lot. I had lots of lots of challenges. Mm-hmm. And I think listening to your heart finally, somehow I always knew since I was a kid, it was always about music, lyrics. Yeah. And that, you know, every time I listen to music, I imagine myself being on a stage and performing it. Mm-hmm. Like I've been practicing in my head for so long. <laughs> Just get me on the dance stage already. <laughs> and um, I think... The dream was just so beautiful to dream. Yeah. And I was so scared not not to have anything to dream about if I fulfill this one. Oh, my you God. You know what I mean? Because this dream was everything I dreamed yeah. of. Yeah. And, and but, the security in the dreaming, isn't there? Because it's like, yeah. well, I'll always have the dream, but if I try and I fail, then what will I dream about? Or, totally. Yeah. But I think just my body was not having it. My, my heart and my soul, I think I was just really lost, even though... I built this beautiful tattoo career, which yeah. I love. I love tattooing with my whole heart. Mm. And it wasn't easy to, you know, start. I think you really have to love it to do it. Mm-hmm. But I think listening to my heart, mm-hmm. and it took me so long to really just go for it mm. and stop being so scared of what if or yeah. all that. And... And, you know, starting making music is quite scary. Like, don't get me wrong, you don't know what, where to start, yeah. and especially not having any background in it. So, yeah, I moved back to London, and that was the only time in my life, even though I was quite a mess, mm-hmm. I felt like I had my shit together. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love what you're, like, that sentiment of, like, if I don't 
do it, then I'm always kind of going to regret not trying it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think so many people experience that of having, like, deep ambitions or dreams or, like... I think people call it like their shadow artist, which is gosh, shadow artist. Yeah, like, don't get me started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's artist way, isn't it? Have you done the artist way? Mm-mm. But she talks. Julia Cameron talks about it in that. But it's that kind of, um, you know, this curiosity or this desire to be close to the thing that you really admire or you mm. love. And when you see other people doing it, you have this kind of burning, like almost like a jealousy, I guess, because. Yeah secretly mm-hmm. there's a part of you that wants to be doing it totally it yeah. makes really sense yeah look around and see the people you're surrounded by yeah yeah I've been, that's I've so been, true yeah I've been, I've been dating musicians i had to type oh and my i God. never figure out that i want to be the musicians you know and that that, that few and that few songs about you know our stories yeah on spotify and um on the other side now writing my stories that's so you know, cool. it's powerful it's beautiful yeah. but, um it took me. It took me uh, many years to yeah. realize that um, I want to be the artist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay, in opposition to that, then a time in your life where you felt like you really didn't have your shit together. Hamburg again. Right, <laughs> <laughs> everything happened in Hamburg mm. when I didn't have my shit together. I think I never had my shit together, and again, I think that's such a big driving force for me. Mm. Again, you know, living in extremes on one side or yeah. the other. I think not having it together really makes me go forward. Mm-hmm. I glow. I grow. Yeah. And because I'm so scared to be in one place. Yeah. I don't know. I think in Hamburg, I real, really realized mortality. And I think that's why I decided to, you know, move back to London mm. and focus on music mm-hmm. because if not now then when literally what are yeah. we waiting for yeah like what if something happens to us but um yeah that was such a mess this year I couldn't think of any any moment or any it was just a any, feel like a sense throughout the days really it yeah. wasn't like a specific thing I think I think I really got used to it kind of not having together even though it mm. seems I do have it together yeah you know, building two careers and living in London and getting married next year mm-hmm. and that. And I don't believe having shit together. It's a thing for me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think, have you heard of, oh, do you believe in the calm in chaos? Oh. Like, like, you, 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 like when, when everything is so chaotic around you, mm-hmm when you don't have it together or like you know sometimes the circumstances or the environment isn't right for your growth or or just being still happily still um you have to pull yourself so I think together Mm -hmm. so I think the fact that you know life really throws rocks at you it forces you to learn your lessons quick Mm -hmm. and I think everything really happens for a reason Mm -hmm. so even though there's just so much happening in your life and it's challenging, you know, mm. everyone, is, everyone has different mountains to climb. I believe everything happens for a reason. Mm. So kind of not having it together, it's a beautiful opportunity for you to grow. Yeah. And I always saw that as a gift. Yeah. And, you know, you just keep growing. Yeah. So I like that. I think in times of, like, flux or chaos that is where 
like you're saying, you learn the most about yourself and mm. because often you don't have anyone else to rely on and you really have to you find it from within yourself to yeah. face the shit that you're being like faced with or like the cards that are being dealt with you. Yeah. And yeah, I, I have found that for sure. Like I think often when when I'm in a period of change or scared, that's often when I grow the most because I'm having to learn the most about myself and how to get myself out of that situation totally yeah and I think it's great to learn the lessons so you know those moments they won't repeat itself yeah (laughs) but um also just wondering you know before we start we Mm -hmm. hit the play on the record now we we were talking about um heartbreak yeah and we were talking about how I grow and how I glow when yeah. I have a heartbreak. Like, yeah. I'm just so productive. Yeah. Like, I want to be a better person. Yeah. I want to be kinder because you're just so scared that you're not, you know, being, you're not able to be loved, I guess, yeah. Yeah. when you're heartbroken. So for me, it's such a, again, big driving force, but it makes me wonder, am I used to this, this chaos to mm. growth? Why do I need to keep growing? To what point? Yeah. Like, you should stop. I don't think you should, though. Because mm. surely, like, you know, life is a series of events that happens to us. Like, mm. so, you know, what we're experiencing now is going to be very different from what we'll be experiencing when we're 40. We'll be yeah. faced with different challenges. And therefore, I think you're constantly wanting to look for opportunity to grow. God, don't tell me. <laughs> you never stop. I know. I'm tired. <laughs> but, like, on the heartbreak thing, I think... When you come out of stuff like that and the glowing and the growing, it's like having to learn to fall back in love with yourself, I Mm. think. And that energy that you were putting into someone else, suddenly it's like you have all of the space to kind of put it back into yourself and get to know yourself and who you are on your own and like what your interests are that aren't coloured by someone else. Um, So I think maybe that's where that sensation comes from. Totally. Yeah. I think I've learned that um, I'm the only person who can make me happy. So, mm. you know, you can't see the happiness outside because, yeah. you know, into the wild movie, happiness mm-hmm. is only sh- real when shared. Yeah. And, but yeah, I just wonder whether I'm seeking the chaos mm. so I could grow. So you, you can know grow. I mean? <laughs> Bloody musicians. I know. You know, just creating drama so around cool. so I can write about it. Yeah, I can only write when I've, like, someone's pissed me off or, like, I'm not <laughs> When I'm happy, there's like there's nothing there's nothing being written about. Peace is so uninteresting. Um, okay, maybe one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're working on it. Yeah. Um, okay, three things that make you feel like shit. I think I would say people chewing on trains, eating. <laughs> With wow. all respect. Yeah. And. In a cinema, in if a you're cinema, watching a oh movie God, and there's yeah. someone eating popcorn. Why? I don't understand why popcorn has become like the Who, thing to yeah. have at the cinema. It's so fucking loud. Who invented it? Who thought that that was like an acceptable thing? Someone's hand going into the bucket and, and you just chew. Oh my God, they're uh, crushing. Nothing against eating, right? But, uh, <laughs> Not in my face, okay. Not in my face, on a train. <laughs> and I, I have unfortunately a bit commuted to London these days. But, yeah. Um, it makes me really angry. I'm, I'm Eastern European. Yeah. So it's... Um, is that yeah. not a thing that people do? No. What I'm trying to say is um, my blood can get really hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I can be very, like, angry and oh. passionate. But, you know, I really control my temper. Uh-huh. You've learned. But, 
But if you chew on a tray oh next my to me, God. I'm like, I have to hold myself yeah. to this, you know, like, don't say anything, like, mm. don't scream. Like, I would, don't know. Wow. That's so, funny. Self-control. Yeah. So that makes me lose my shit. Uh-huh. Um, I think some people live, like, some people think they're going to live forever. Mm-hmm. That makes me lose my shit. Yeah. Um, makes me angry. Wasting time, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Some people wait around for, you know, their dreams to come true. Yeah. Staying in a relationship that they're not fully content. Yeah. Jobs. Places. It can be small things. Yeah. And, you know, they just wait around as I've been waiting yeah, around, you know, yeah. to finally kick my ass and move back to London mm. to do music. Um, yeah, people wait around for things to happen. I don't believe in that. I don't believe things will happen. You have to make it Oh, happen. my God. Yeah. Just, you know, reach your hand and grab it and make yeah. it. I kind of realised that recently I had a big birthday and um, I always wanted to get this tattoo for years. Mm-hmm. And there's this amazing tattoo artist back in Czech Republic that I've been, like, admiring mm-hmm. since ever. And he does beautiful abstract lines. And I always wanted to get one from him. And, you know, it was a week before my birthday. And I was like, I'm not going to get this tattoo now, am I? Like, I'm turning 30. What I've been waiting for. Yeah. So that day at work, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to just tattoo myself. And I did. And it was so easy. And it was that easy. And I was like, okay, I'm not not waiting around for anything anymore. I've got no time. Uh And like, what if something happens? Yeah. so create your own environment. Yeah. Don't wait for the environment to be yeah. um, suitable. Mm-hmm. And I guess that was with, with tattooing for me. It was incredibly hard for me to start. Like no one really helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned everything on my own, and yeah. you know, it was a it was a big hassle and and really hard work. And again, um, no environment. Just mm-hmm. go and create it. Yeah. If there's no space for you, make space. Make space. <laughs> Say it again. It's so easy like that. And I have um, have a few wonderful friends back in Czech Republic. And, you know, growing up in Eastern Europe, it's quite tricky because, you know, it's just small and Mm -hmm. quite behind and um, talented musicians. And they're still waiting around for it to happen. Yeah. So that makes me... That makes my blood boil. I wonder, like, because obviously... I think that mentality is like a fear-based one or like a comfort mm. one. So like, for example, staying in a relationship that isn't serving you anymore, like that, because it can feel so terrifying to make the change yeah. and like not loving yourself enough, I guess. Or, but I guess that would be in every situation, like kind of what we're going back to about, um, you know, the shadow artist yeah. stuff. Like You don't deserve your dreams. That, that or like some people are more comfortable in oh, you know, I, I could have been a musician if only this had happened, if only totally. this had happened, rather than admitting to themselves that they tried and that, like, maybe it didn't work out or, you know... But there's power in, like, knowing that you have the agency to create yeah. the thing for yourself. Um, and I wonder if the reason that it, like, frustrates you, as it does me, is because I've also been in that situation. Mm. I've been the person in a relationship when I should have left sooner and I've... Like, so you... We all have done that? Yeah, we've all done it. But from, <laughs> from, like, the outside point of view, you can see... So, say you're talking to a friend who's in a relationship that you yeah. know you're just like, just get out because there's there's so much life to live than just letting yourself 
rot in this. Or... It's scary. It's scary. It's really scary. It's scary. And I think, you know, staying in a relationship, you're kind of learning your lesson. But once you learn, yeah. it's just, you know, that that's it. And that's the beautiful chapter ended. And then, mm. you know, you have to move on. Mm. And also what you were just saying, I think it's... Um, Having the responsibility. Mm. I think lots of people don't want to have responsibility yeah. for their own path. Yeah. yeah. So they kind of rely on people around. Mm. They rely on the circumstances yeah. and the environment. Yeah. Having a team around you, if you're a musician or actor and, you mm. know, blending your agent mm. and da-da-da. Mm. But, but, like, no one's going to do it for you. Yeah. You have to do yourself. For and sure. even though if you're the one to blame or fail, like, it's just... Wonderful. Well, at least you tried, and yeah. I guess I guess it's better to live with no regrets than like regretting that you totally. never tried. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And 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 as you were saying in relationships, like we were talking about, you know, some people knowing they're meant to be together, mm. and they spend years just flapping around. Yeah. And you know, you never know what's behind the closed door. Mm. What are the circumstances for them and yeah. mental health? It's, yeah. it's, it's a big thing, yeah. a big challenging thing. Um, so, you know, it's, um, it's easy to judge, but mm. trying not to. But why are you staying in a place where you're not happy? Yeah. Like, life is so short. I know it's, it's such a cliche. It's a cliche, cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like to think of, um, you know, mortality. I think it's yeah. a... It's a good reminder. Yeah, it yeah. makes me feel very alive. Yeah, yeah. very alive. Yeah, that's so true. So yeah, be where you want to be, and and yeah. you know, with who, and just around people that make you feel really good. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Okay, one more thing that makes you feel like shit. Okay, one yeah. more thing that makes you feel like shit. Um, small talks. Okay, sorry, but yeah. I think small talk. Yeah, small talk's hard. I can't do it. I really try. Yeah. But um, how many times can you talk about the weather in one day? Oh like, my honestly? god! I mean, oh, and I'm a tattoo artist, yeah. so I see people every day. Yeah, oh my god. If I work, and oh, I can't do small talk. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it just, <laughs> it just makes me feel I'm so boring. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so boring. Yeah. yeah. But nothing against small talks. I no. think that that important and mm. you can't talk about heavy things all, all the, the time. time. No. But I definitely have friends that we don't do small talk. We just don't yeah. do things. Yeah. And um I love my friends. But um yeah. yeah. I just yeah, it makes me feel awful. Yeah. Doing small talk. Yeah, surface level conversation. I think I have awkward. it like yeah, I have like it the other way mm. where um because I think we're quite similar in terms of I, I like the depth. Mm-hmm. And immediately, like, I mean, I came today and we were just straight fucking I in. Like, <laughs> I thought, like, oh, my God, I'm going to overshare. No, no, no. I'm um, really holding back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I do it, like, where I think because I have that sensation when I meet people, I'm just, I will go in with people. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll be, like, in an Uber and, like, I'm suddenly talking about, like, family, like, how they feel about this. Like, this yeah. is myth. And it's like I've done a therapy session at the end of... I love it I love just getting to know people but it can be quite exhausting as well can't it like, yeah totally yeah I wonder if that's because of our childhood yeah whether we were heard enough yeah and I, I was definitely missing these conversations mm. with my family mm. and uh, growing up and with friends and I think that's why I just need something deeper yeah. in life and, and you know meaningful meaningful mm-hmm. yeah something 
more valid yeah. than, you know, talking about the weather. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> and it's, it's that like, classic joke about British people, which is like, you know, you'll say, are you all right? But then and people are just like, yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah. But actually it's like, you're not. No one is. It's such a weird question that we all ask each other. I know. And then you have to like ask again, like, yeah, but are you actually all right? And then you get the real answer. <laughs> Someone just like spills their guts to you. I know. Um, I'm still learning to be English. Yeah. My partner, he is English. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have no filter. Mm. When I moved here, I got myself into troubles. <laughs> But being very honest and open yeah. and, and, and standing for myself, standing yeah. up for myself. Yeah. Um, I think English people, they don't really like to talk about heavy things yeah. and problems. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm still learning. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Aunt. Hey. You do a great job in editing this podcast, might I say. If people like the podcast, what do they need to do? Like it. What else? Follow it on social media. And then what? They could share it with every single person they know. Thanks, Ant. You can go back to your corner now. Bye. Okay, three things that make you feel like the shit. Um, music. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Um, like listening to music or like making your own music? Everything. Or both. Yeah, just all both. of it. Yeah. Really, it makes me feel like I found it. It makes me feel like there's a reason for me to be here. Mm-hmm. And I think... I've really needed that in my life. Yeah. I've been chasing that feeling for such a long yeah, time. Yeah. And, yeah, it just makes me feel whole. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, when um, you listen to a favourite song. Mm-hmm. I just, I get lost in it. Yeah. It's just, it's quite scary sometimes. Mm. Sometimes I walk on the street listening to my music and I have to, like, touch floor or, like, yeah, reconnect. Walk. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm still, like... Walking and living, and like I'm not just like in your head. In my head, yeah. I love being in my yeah. head. And you're in a, so you're in a band. I'm in a band. Yeah, talk to us about that. Um, so uh, we called Mind the Moon. Mm-hmm. I'm the singer, and I do write the songs. And um, it's me and my partner, so yeah. it's kind of duo. Yeah, <laughs> Ali and Ali. Ali and Ali. Ali oh squared. My Actually, done my name, Ali. Oh, Ali Oh wow. Yeah, and my partner is Ali still. Yeah, but it's Ali Ali. Ali, Ali. Ali. <laughs> the Ali cats. Yeah, <laughs> and we just started, so we've got EP out, wow. um, it came out in October. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, in August. Now in August. October. Anyway, it yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> and uh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we keep it rolling now, yeah. back in the studio recording, and it just feels amazing. Yeah. Really. I guess to have those things aligned that you love, and to be given the opportunity to create it, Yeah. and live it. Yeah, I feel so grateful. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's a really hard journey and it wasn't easy to start, like, just... Putting yourself out there. Yeah, yeah. it's really scary. Oh, yeah. But I feel like with tattooing, I never created anything before. Mm. And then, you know, you have to start sharing it on social media. Mm. You, you know, you, what you draw. Yeah. And that was just so scary. Yeah. And um, you have to be really vulnerable mm. to allow yourself being authentic mm. creatively mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> okay two more things that make you feel like the shit i think quality time spent with friends and family yeah i know it's it's really it's a simple thing mm. but actually it's really hard yeah everyone is so busy oh my god yeah and i think giving your affection 
to people you love and being really present yeah. and making core memories. That makes me feel like... Yeah. That makes me feel good. It's really nourishing, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. It's such a simple thing, but yeah. I think we should spend more time with our friends and family, really. Everything else is just getting in the way of that, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, I live in London and just everyone is so busy. Oh, my God. You know? It's so hectic, like... <sighs> Getting everyone in one, one room place. is so difficult. Hell, like, I yeah. threw a birthday party a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and that was stressful. It's so stressful. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so, yeah, quality time spent with people yeah. makes me feel good. That's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Another thing, I think I would say, again, music. It's weird, yeah. but, you know, sometimes in life you hear songs, and then you lose them. Mm. You're like, you just lose them. Yeah. Where have they gone? I know. <laughs> and then you wait around for them mm. your whole life and one day you hear them in a cafe yeah. or, or I don't know in, in yeah. a shopping it's mall it's like serendipity or... isn't it so yeah. it just comes in and yeah. so I think those things that you sent yeah. and they come back eventually that's nice that makes me feel really good yeah so you can probably imply that in your energy like whatever you give mm-hmm. you get back mm-hmm. so yeah with the songs Whenever you hear a song that you lost, it's beautiful. I think yeah. that makes me feel so amazing. Yeah. You know, that makes me feel like I've got my shit together. Yeah, actually. <laughs> like, oh, I'm on the right path. Yeah, though. like, yeah, it's yeah. pulling back together. And yeah. I, I know I talk about so much about music and it's probably very boring. Not but, at all. But, um, yeah, it means a lot to me. Mm. <laughs> I think as well, like, from from knowing you, when, when we were at your birthday, what was so beautiful was that you had you'd like brought together all these different people from like different mm. aspects of your life I think you've got such a skill at like meeting people and making them feel comfortable and like oh, really? it's like yeah and it's like cutting the small talk thing but like you make people feel seen and like thank you known I think and I could just see it in that room that you'd like cultivated for yourself whilst mm-hmm. being over here like really beautiful connections with like artists and creatives and musicians like it's really cool thank you I think yeah. Wow, I'm very glad to hear that. <laughs> um, everyone wants to be seen and mm. understood. Mm. I think, yeah, everyone wants to be understood. Yeah. And especially these days, it's quite hard, you know, growing up, mm. losing friends, mm-hmm. gaining new friends. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to be seen and heard. Yeah, that's very cool. Okay, something that makes you lose your shit in a positive and a negative way. Whistling. Whistling. I fucking hate Oh my whistling. god, really? Like, I would kill. <laughs> kill I'm a whistler in the street. The planet, I don't oh know. My god. <laughs> um, especially in music, I cannot stand it. Oh my god, it. I, I just can't. It's such an ick. I know, like, oh my god, stop <laughs> I'm, I'm out. <laughs> especially if a man whistles at me. Oh, wolf whistling. Oh, oof, no, yeah, fuck that. You, thank no. you. So yeah, whistling. Oh don't my know God. why, but I can't understand it. Yeah. Like it, it just bores my blood. <laughs> Third time saying my blood is boiling. Oh my God! Can you whistle? I can. Like oh, okay, really you just choose not to. You have self restraint. Yeah, it's it's that jealousy. Like, <laughs> whistle, like, you know, even though maybe yeah, I can't whistle in tune, oh. but um. I can whistle it with my like fingers. Wow! So like really loud. Oh my god! No, I can't I'm do from that. village. Yeah, <laughs> we had to whistle to all the time. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like no phones, you know, back then just whistle and tell me I'm from the village. You want to go out? 
<laughs> Everyone had their own whistle, so you knew someone was calling. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> that can't stand anymore. That's why I moved out. Actually, yeah, the whistles. Czech Republic. Yeah, everyone was just whistling. <laughs> oh, didn't have phones. Now it sounds like I'm very old, but I'm actually I grew up in Nokia, mm. so it's not that old. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing that makes me lose my shit when my favorite song mm-hmm. comes on. Mm-hmm. We could have any conversation about your yeah. grandmother just died <laughs> and I would just wander off like sorry oh my god like I can't control myself yeah. it's embarrassing yeah. um I cannot be serious mm-hmm. when my song comes on yeah and what are like your favorite songs oh I can't who are your favorite artists oh my god who inspires you who inspires me yeah um Rosie Khan mm-hmm. <laughs> he's so been on the friend. podcast yeah. <laughs> podcast friend yes yeah Rosie's um, amazing I'm a big fan of Florence and Machine, yeah. Gang of Foods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favourites. Uh-huh. I grew up listening to Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder. Mm-hmm. Gosh, so many, so many beautiful artists. Yeah. Damien Rice, you oh, know. beautiful. It's yeah. either, like, very epic or <laughs> crying. Again. Extremes, again. Again, no yeah. middle, no middle. But, um... I love going to gigs. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's just my thing, really. What is, like, your favourite gig that you've been to? Oh, my favourite gig I've been to. Bear in mind that half the bands that you've just named you're now friends with. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> How do I can't insult anyone. Honestly. Canoissa. Yeah. <laughs> I think the favourite... I couldn't say one yeah. just because I've been to so many yeah. in my life. Uh, probably Florence and the Machine. Yeah. Oh my god, mate. Like, epic. She's, she's a big. She is able to do both of those things, though. She's very, like, she's massive. Mm. Like, as in her music is, like, epic and, like, yeah. very, very, um, like, almost cinematic. But then also, her songs are so intimate and, like. Totally. So she kind of marries the two things. It's crazy. Yeah. Honestly, it's just. Have you seen her live? I have. I saw her at a festival many years ago, mm. but she's brilliant. I mean, she's like a fairy running around on stage, oh. isn't she? She's crazy. Just love her. Yeah. She made me fall in love with music. Yeah. But, um, um, I think but my favourite, favourite moment was when I was 12. Mm-hmm. And I watched this movie called Closer. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. There's the epic last scene of Natalie Portman uh-huh. walking on the street and Damien Rice's song, The Blower's Daughter, yeah. was playing. And we, I love that song. <sighs> It's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And um, we had VHS cassettes, so we didn't have, you know, VHS. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like videos. Yeah, so like yeah. it was just like on, on the cassette uh-huh. movie. So I was rewinding it for the song like 100 times. No. So imagine me being 12. <laughs> not go, like not having my heart broken yet. Oh, my so gosh. I was just but crying yeah. over the song wow. as if I just being broken up wow honestly oh my gosh that made me fall in love with music wow that was the moment so i think that was my favorite uh one-to-one gig yeah i had in the movie when i was 12 you david rice and nelly portman just (laughs) fell in love with music and then i started listening to radiohead and i really it went down a hill yeah yeah (laughs) discovered radiohead when i was 13 Mm -hmm. and then you know um happier music as well yeah. so it's about the balance oh for sure so yeah definitely music can uh, can make can make me lose my shit yeah i love that i'm sorry i'm talking so much about no, music not, but like, it's so important to like i think you know i I love music but i think for musicians it's so much a part of like who you are as a person and yeah your like bloodstream you know 
It's, it's quite scary, I must say. I think I'm very heading into a year that I'm, I'm not scared to lose everything for music. Mm. And I'm just really ready to surrender to it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, next year is going to be um, different for me. Yeah. I'm just going to, you know, write my soul out, get it wow. out of there. Oh I'm, I'm really ready and it, yeah. it, it, it's caring me. But maybe that's why I talk about music so much because... Finally, I allowed myself to it's bubble under the surface, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah, and I've been suppressing it for mm. so long. Mm-hmm. As we were talking about, you know, being the shadow artist, yeah. and um, so yeah, I feel like that's the thing for me: having a meaning, yeah, having a place yeah. to you know where you belong. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think knowing where you belong makes me feel good. Yeah, so. Finding the place, it could be anything. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying you should go and build your career or that. But mm-hmm. um, again, knowing your purpose here. Yeah. And because without it, I feel quite lost. Which yeah. Being lost is it's um it's a wonderful thing as well mm-hmm. because you know it's it's a process. Yeah. But um, having the place where you belong. Yeah, that's probably having the shit together for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Having the thing, it could be anything. Yeah. It could be a hobby. It could be someone. Yeah. It could be just, I don't know, you're here to provide for your family. You're yeah. here to serve. You're here to just exist. Yeah. Everyone has really different paths. And I think mm. for me, it's truly music and yeah. expression and yeah. and stories. When I write, I feel like I'm just channeling to some place where, you know, these songs are just happening through mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and I'm just the medium for medium yeah. for it but, um so yeah yeah I like there's like a um thing that I kind of say to myself when I feel a bit like overwhelmed it's just you're exactly where you're supposed to be I'm like that. it's like really grounding like I think often when you have big dreams or you know like things feel quite overwhelming and it feels quite far away from you. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just remind yourself that you're where you're supposed to be, then it just brings you back to yourself and then you can just kind of move forwards towards that goal as opposed to totally. feeling overwhelmed by it all. You know? mm. or, or regretting decisions that you've made or stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's also... <laughs> exactly, but it's also a really nice reminder that, like, no, that had to happen mm. for you to be who you are now and, like, to move forwards. Totally. Yeah. I believe if I started making music when I was 20... I it wouldn't be me. Yeah, and that's so true. I must say, like I've shaped so much, and I feel like I really died so many times in my life. Yeah, like a phoenix. I know it's a bizarre <laughs> thing to say. Yeah, but I don't even recognize my old self. Wow. And I feel like I'm really in the right place. Yeah. To do what I do, yeah. and everything really takes time i think there's a pressure on women as well like age yeah oh my god what you're saying is like resonating with me so much now because like obviously acting and stuff like that i started you know i've always known that i wanted to be an actor but actually like only now am i starting to feel like i'm in the place where i can take control of it myself yeah whereas like i think you know when i like i went to drama school then i came out of it and then i got out under and then you know Mm. it was just i was on this i was almost trying to catch up with myself in terms of not having imposter syndrome or Oof. like all of those things and actually now I'm getting to a place at 28 where I'm starting to feel like I could finally meet my ambition mm-hmm. in like a confident way amazing um but I think as a woman there is a pressure to try and achieve all of those things at a younger age oh. because by the time that you're 30 it's gonna be too late I know which is mad isn't it 
Yeah, it's um, it's great that you you did bring it up. Um, that's a topic I'm battling with yeah. now, and and imposter syndrome is a real thing. Mm. And if I'm honest, I've never met any tattoo artist who'd be hundred percent satisfied with their work. It doesn't exist. Yeah, and I think that's the point mm. when when you actually you know in brackets perfect. Yeah, you're happy with your work. That's the time when you need to stop. Maybe. Yeah. Because it has nothing else not to offer you. you anymore. Yeah. Yeah, like you're not evolving anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've never met any any tattoo artist that'd be um, fully happy, mm-hmm. and um, all musicians. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point. Yeah. But um, as you were saying, being a woman, yeah, it's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I think in our society, being the youngest, successful, yeah. that defines the talent. Yes. But it's not every time about talent. No. There are things you can learn. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, go and, and learn how to sing and be a musician. You know, you have to fucking want yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's honestly nothing you cannot do unless, you know, you're not physically able yeah. to. But um, again, example with my tattooing, I've just learned how to draw. Yeah. It was difficult, but I've learned. Yeah. And it, it just took hours and hours of practice. Yeah. But like nothing you kind of do. Yeah. And um, but in music industry, I feel like um, there's still stigma mm. women, you know, being over 30 and making music. Yeah. No one questions men. And I yep. think age really doesn't define no. how talented or successful you can be. And actually, like, I believe that the more mature you are and the life that you've lived means that you actually have more to offer in terms of your voice like True. and what you have to say and stuff like that yeah yeah but i think you know making it in music it takes years and years yes. and i think by the time you actually have the chance you might be a little bit older than even yeah. you are now but but um what i was going to say you're totally right i think for me there's more message and depth in music from mm. someone who just been through, through it yeah and also it's so important to set the boundaries mm-hmm. and i think if you're young you don't have it so therefore your art slash music yeah. is being affected by other i don't know labels. Labels or yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly other, yeah. other people so and music is really about to be authentic mm. people can see through bullshit from miles mm-hmm. away if it's not authentic that like what is about yeah um so yeah i must say the musicians i love the most are a little bit a little bit older yeah. but again you know you have amazing young artists oh, that are so talented yeah so i'm not saying if you're young you know you but think influenced. where those people are going to be in like 10 years when they're going to be even more amazing do you know yeah. what i mean like yeah yeah but um I think I would like to be open about my age mm-hmm. and doing music and again it's never too late. Yeah. My my mother she just turned fifty and she went back to school wow. and you know, it's just you can have career even having kids. Mm. So gonna try to change that. <laughs> <laughs> found some shit out about yourself okay so yeah just recently i realized i'm introverted really like, it took me so long wow that surprises me thank you yeah like the masking it's a real wow. skill okay um i always thought i'm extroverted yeah you know, because you know going out mm-hmm. being there 
or people. Yeah. But actually what really charges me up is being alone. And I think Where so you get your energy from. That's totally. yeah. So I did this thing called Art Fair and um, I was tattooing um, alongside different artists. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the paintings and um, it was in London and it was so busy. And at one point I had like 30 people around me just watching me tattoo. Oh, my God. And, you know, the sound. That and I'm, I'm so sensitive to sound. Yeah. I hear everything. I yeah. kind of switch off. And I just, I blacked out. I just saw darkness. Oh, my, I had to Which is leave. not good if you're tattooing someone. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I had to stop. Oh, my God. And after that, I spent two weeks at home playing video games. Wow. And I realised maybe I'm indeed introverted. Yeah. And I just should just be more mindful. Yeah. So to I think give yourself that time. Yeah, discovering that um, it's, yeah, it's really a good thing to know. Mm-hmm. Because some people, indeed, they charge us um, when they're around people. Yeah, they get their energy from other people. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, so I found that by myself. And wow. I'm, I'm still surprising myself every day, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, doing stupid things. I'm like, God dickhead sometimes yeah god that's so interesting yeah because someone explained that to me about like extroverts get their energy from other people and introverts get it from themselves Mm. and i think i'm probably similar like i need i love spending time with people i love connecting i love conversations i love all of that but if i don't have like a day to reconnect with Mm. myself and like ground myself again i think because i'm like empathetic if i'm with people i'll take on their emotion and i'll take on their you know if they're down like I'll take on that uh-huh. feeling or you know I feel things deeply same and so sometimes I need to be on my own to be like hang on how do I feel like what do I think about this thing yeah rather than just taking on what other people tell me totally well. yeah I would say choose your friends carefully yeah um I think we are very lucky to have nice friends around mm. but yeah, it's very important to recharge I go to forest with my dog oh and, you know what kind very... of dog <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a he's a mixed breed. He's a mixed a, breed. He's my baby boy. Oh. He's five years old, and I rescued him in Spain. Oh my gosh! I heard him crying in in the middle of the night. No, I just found him. Yeah, someone just been him. Someone put him in a bin. Like um, like um, a landfill. Oh no! Literally, the next day he was there in a cage, and I was like. No way. Destined to be together. Yeah. Yeah. I've wrote so many songs for him. That's so <laughs> cute. What's he called? Benji. Benji. Benjamin. Oh my god, He's little here. Benji. Yeah. Gonna get him tattooed for sure. Um, <laughs> you're gonna tattoo him or you're gonna <laughs> No, no, no. Maybe if you let me. Yeah. We, we, we spoke about it, but he's not sure what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> But um, you know, to think of his favorite song. Yeah, like oh my god, it's probably mine. Hello, <laughs> like he has to get tattooed my song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going for walks and being alone. Yeah. It's just you know that's the shit for mm. me. Listening to music. Yeah. You know, just with your headphones, going yeah. for a walk, in your world, and um, you reflect. I think that's really important. Yeah. That's gorgeous. Okay. okay. Shittest piece of advice you've received. Oh my god. <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> I think I would go... I have two. Okay. I would go back to school. Mm-hmm. And I remember the attitude from teachers saying, oh, you need to have good grades so you'll be employable. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. What? Like, no one really told me you can be whatever you want. Yeah. Especially at school. Yeah. And they focus on the things you're not good at mm-hmm. and... Everyone overlooked the creative um, yeah. aspect I had. It's just not valued in the same way, is it? Creativity. No, no, especially yeah. in Eastern Europe. Like, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so that was the shittest advice ever. Like, your yeah. worth is not like yeah. made up of the grades that you get for sure. Totally. Yeah. Or like, you just have to be employable. Well, I think one of the biggest kind of light bulb moments for me, mm. having come out of like English, the English education system, British education system, is when someone explained to me that they're literally just creating workers mm. for like, so science, maths, stuff yeah. like that, it's to create a workforce they have to. to help capitalism, basically. I know. And so therefore they're not like, they don't value art and creativity mm. in the same way because they can't make money out of it in the same way. Yeah. And that was just such like a light bulb thing for me. And um, I've heard growing up that there's no space for everyone. Mm. You know, so many people saying, oh, there are just so many musicians trying to yeah, make yeah. it. So many artists trying to make it. Like, there's yeah. literally space for everyone. Yeah. Because everyone's so different. Yeah. And if you hear the calling, mm. you just, you must yeah. follow it. Yeah. And um, it, it's such a shame. But I hear what you're saying, you know, that that's the system, really. Mm. And, um... And um, it's it's sad because so many friends of mine or people around are hungry, you know, for the thing. Yeah. They miss out and they think it's too late now or yeah. so ever. And, um, you know, then jealousy mm. is in a place mm. and that's not good in friendships. Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, I didn't like that. Mm. You know, being employable and be a good worker. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so true what you're saying because, like, Everyone has a different point of view and something that you write will be very different to something that someone else writes, but people will relate so much to your point of view and totally. some people will relate to their point of view and yeah. therefore it's important that both voices are heard because it's otherwise true. it's like withholding that from people, you know, exactly. that ability to connect to something. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you and your acting, mm. there's so many actors. Yeah. But you have your thing. Yeah. No one would do it your way yeah. and that's so beautiful yeah and, and as valuable as anyone else's exactly yeah. literally i mean not everyone is as lucky to you know um kind of break through yeah because you know there are different factors yeah in it, but there's a space for everyone to be mm. creative on yeah. any level exactly um yeah just make the space yeah <laughs> another shit advice uh-huh. i've got i love my partner but it's from my partner god oh <laughs> so, red to filth Sorry, darling. If you're listening, and um, thanks to everyone who's still listening, by the way. I know I've been rambling so much. Absolutely not. So when I moved to UK mm-hmm. for the second time, yeah. and the last time, um, as I mentioned before, I have no filter. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm just really honest and, yeah. and so direct. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's, it even annoys me, but um, <laughs> there's nothing I can do about yeah. it. And um, and I got myself in a situation that I had some people I didn't want around. They mm. did. They were really mistreating me, and it was from my partner's side. They were his ex friends, mm-hmm. so I was standing up for myself yeah. a lot because you know it's action reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I've learned, kind of people get beat up for standing up for themselves, yeah. and I. Yeah. Struggle to people don't like to rock the boat over here. Yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, be the um messenger. Yeah. The bad news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They shoot the messenger yeah. for sure. <laughs> um and his advice was just suck it up mm. and like be polite or yeah. like don't make drama. Yeah. Um 
it's it's horrible that someone is mistreating you and mm-hmm. you feel triggered whatsoever. But like, if you're gonna stand up for yourself and address the elephant in a room, yeah. you're gonna get beat up for it even more, even yeah. more. And that's what happened. And um, I didn't follow his advice anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and those people there, thankfully, gone from yeah. our lives. And um, I think I've learned from it that it's always better to be honest. Really. Yeah, I think so. But you know, with respect, mm-hmm. like. Um, of course, being always du- direct isn't the best yeah. approach, but... Um, I think it's, yeah. like, living within your integrity, isn't it? Yeah. And, like, I think often people are scared to rock the boat, so they'll allow themselves to stay quiet about certain things, whereas actually, like, aligning yourself with your truth and your integrity is actually the only way that you're going to sleep at night. So, totally, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I like the attitude here, like, you know, keep calm and carry mm. on, but to a certain... To a certain stand. degree. <laughs> Is that yeah. for everything? Even know? with, like, a fire going around you, like, you need to do something about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. Okay, shit you wish you'd known sooner. <laughs> oh, I think definitely how to protect my energy. Mm. How to have boundaries. Yeah. Limits. Yeah very important yeah. do you think um, you're better with that I think so yeah yes and it took me a long time mm. I'm you know I'm really kind and I would give everything for my friends and family yeah. to like you know I would starve to death mm. but um not literally <laughs> um so and I think that's a good quality of mine that yeah. I have for sure yeah. I don't want to get rid of that even though some people definitely took advantage of that mm. in the past but I wish I knew how to have my boundaries yeah. before, since younger age. I, I wish I could recognise my patterns mm. that I've learned, that I really get stuck to people who can't validate me. Mm. So in my toxic trait, I feel like if I can make them see me yeah. and like me, yeah. I'm worth it. Yeah. So, and I was attracting narcissist to my life of course oh my (laughs) god like big time yeah and then when I realized it was just yeah yeah but it's that thing of like it's something that I'm learning as well it doesn't it doesn't make you more lovable to like completely uh surrender your own boundaries like people pleasing and trying to make people happy doesn't actually make them love you or stay And actually, they will respect you more if you respect yourself. Totally. And you'll attract the right people into your life because Absolutely. they won't be trying to take advantage of you. You have to love yourself oh, first. Oh, for sure. So you it's can, a journey. You know, yeah, totally. So you can show people how to love you. Yeah. But, so, and I think on that theme, I built an EP around, so it's called Borderlines. Mm-hmm. And I'm wearing this fabric around my face. Yeah. And that represents the, um, the safeness, the safety... Um, the safe bubble you have yeah. around that you have to create yeah. and protect yourself, yeah. but still allow yourself to um, get. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in putting up your walls. Mm-hmm. I think um, if you just trust people and have the boundaries, yeah. that you you know a good path. But mm-hmm. yeah, I wish I knew that sooner. Yeah. There are definitely some people I wish I. <laughs> 
didn't have to be around. Yeah. And but I think if I would meet them now, I would recognize the red flags for sure. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Um okay, we're now at the point of a shit shot. Yeah. So that's a photo that to the outside eye looks like you have your shit together. Oh, at my the God. actual time you definitely didn't. Um well, if you go to my Instagram, uh-huh. they're just um tattoos. I cannot tell you oh about tattoos, you know, because as I mentioned before, no yeah. one is truly happy. Yeah, That's you, so funny. Do you ever have, like, do you ever tattoo someone and be like, that's, like, my worst work in your head? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they've got it on them forever. It's probably on me. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice but um, I think it humbles you for sure. Yeah. And with each tattoo, you're getting better. Wow. And um, um, I think I'll learn how to really like my work mm. and be less self-critical totally yeah i'm so self-critical i'm so it's like hard perfectionism on yeah it's, it's a bad thing yeah I'm, I'm i'm really really hard on myself so yeah i kind of talk about tattoos you know <laughs> but, um but i love what i do yeah for sure yeah um i would talk about um the ep cover ah uh-huh. because um i have such a funny day and you know the picture is so beautiful yeah. and and the photographer, she was just, she'd done, she done stunning work. Yeah. We worked with her before. And my family came over because, you know, we don't see each other often. Mm-hmm. So we try to go to trips together. Yeah. So I, I've invited my mum and my younger sister. Mm-hmm. And we went down to Cornwall to do this photo shoot. Yeah. And for me, it was such a profound thing as being a visual artist. Mm-hmm. Um pictures and any kind of form you see and can touch means so much even though you know making the music the songs you cannot see and kind of touch it yeah so actually making the pictures was so important to me and I was so happy that my mum was there and it just meant so much to me and we had like the worst time with my mom and my sister. No. We just fell out, oh, no. honestly. And I rented um, this beautiful caravan. Yeah. And we went down there for five days, I think. Yeah. My partner was with us. And um, on that day in the morning, like, we had a massive argument. Oh, God. It was terrible. And I had birthday. <laughs> and my sister, she just, she didn't even wish me for my birthday. No. We, we like fell out over nothing, you yeah. know. And I was really anxious because... I never done photo shoot before like yeah. that, and it was such an important yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, meant a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I think having that picture, um, it's just me with this beautiful fabric <laughs> on my face that represents the, the palm trees. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, the lines that we draw mm-hmm. around ourselves. So having my family walking around the beach, just like <laughs> being pissed off or like so grumpy there, and yeah. me they're like, "Gosh, I'm just." Doing this photo shoot for my funny, stupid music. What am I doing? Like, so what am I doing with my life? You know, I felt so silly. So, so silly. (laughs) But even, like, doing music. Because that's just, you know, most of my friends are having babies and families. And here I am in Cornwall making photo shoot with a veil around my head <laughs> oh my god so so even though I love the picture so so yeah. much there's so much behind it that I'm like Gosh. oh my god what a day what That's a day so which is quite poetic yeah because the message behind the picture is actually that yes the perfection yeah. Yeah. you know god wow thanks for sharing That's the that picture. um <laughs> okay so Ali mm-hmm. have you got your shit together no. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I want to. Nice. 
I think it's the driving force the for calm me. And the chaos. Yes, the calm and the chaos. <laughs> Let me write a song about that. Yeah. Um, and I think whatever gets you through the night. Mm, and mm-hmm. if you found if you find the balance in, in within you, yeah, the safe point or the anchor, mm-hmm. I think that's having the shit together. Yeah. Whatever life throws you, you strong. The lessons you have to learn, they're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I believe you're strong enough to go through everything, otherwise yeah. it wouldn't be happening. Yeah. And actually, I don't have my shit together, even though maybe it looks like, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's fun. Yeah, trying to figure it out. Trying to figure it out, still trying to figure yeah. it out, honestly. Even though I finally do what I love the most, mm-hmm. and... It makes sense, and I found place of belonging mm-hmm. and purpose and mm-hmm. self validation. Yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe one day I'll realize I'm creating this shit for myself, so I can glow and glow. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I hope that's not the case. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yay. That was fun. Thank yeah. you, and um, thanks everyone for listening. Yeah. Sorry for rambling. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast this podcast is produced by ant hickman the artwork is produced by tim saunders and the photography is by patch bell a massive thank you to cassia for letting us use their song slow see you on the next episode of have you got your shit together now and then i'm just a little bit low i always try to lose my mind in a conversation with you